Who are we? Nobodies. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. Cheers, buddy. And uh, welcome to episode 13. Lucky number 13. Oh, first frames first. Uh, my name is Adrian Constant. I'm one of the hosts. And this is the indomitable Jason T. Green. You know, I had to put the T. Mm-hmm. I had to start putting the T in uh, for IMDb. Because there are way too many Jason Greens. Like, <laughs> way too many. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, for, the, for the longest time, I was Jason Green 27 Get on out of here. 27? Yeah. So uh, yeah. I put the T in there. Yeah. That's why. You kind of have to. Yeah. So uh, welcome, guys. Listen, if you are enjoying what we're doing at all, then please share this on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram. Um, yeah, it just helps us get the word out there and, um, you know, slowly grow our audience in the podcasting world. We aren't the best at this. We're better than the best. No, no, that's... Then you know what I, I got some feedback about our last show so a couple of people listened to it and uh, and told Mike they really enjoyed it so that was fun that's cool anyways thank you very much um, in this episode we are going to be talking about the the scripts that we're working on so Jay's busy working on a script called Quorum I'm busy working on Artificial we're going to quickly touch on Son of a Pitch which is uh, hasn't gone very it hasn't gone anywhere but we'll just uh, so that it's not dead altogether then we will look at um, the short films that we're gearing up to shoot. Um, and then we have two TV show ideas that we're going to pitch each other. And I have one movie idea that I'd like to throw at Jason. He hasn't heard it yet. And it's very common Canadian history stuff. I'd just like to hear your your thoughts on, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we'll just touch on some writing software. You know what I mean? So, um, and and the other thing to, to uh, bring up is, as you guys are listening to the show, if you ever, A, want to comment on some of the things that we're talking about, so... When we're talking about writing software, you're like, this is my favorite. I'm going to tell you what I use. Um, this is the free one, uh, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if you have questions and you want to talk or hear us talk about things, um, drop us drop us a line on Facebook or, or send us a message on Twitter. Get in touch, please. It's going to be fun. Okay, yeah. cool. So thank you very much for watching, watching the video portion of this. If you would like to see more, or if you'd like to hear more, head over to the website, uh, Fable Forest Films, no, thefableforest.com, and uh, head over to the First Frames First tab, and you can listen to the whole show there, which will only be one hour long. So tonight, speaking of which, we're, we're, we're posting this show, and then we are, or uh, I don't know if you are, but we're heading over to uh, watch the first of our local film uh, showcase that we were talking about last week. So oh, uh, is that tonight? It's it's it, technically yes. It's Wednesday night, which is, is it when tonight. We, no, it's Wednesday night. Oh, it's Wednesday night when we post the thing. Huh? Nah, because we post the show on Wednesday nights. I know we're time, yeah, pillowing. So uh, we're gonna go check that out. So hopefully uh, a good time will be had by all, and yep. uh, and then we're excited to uh, have Bickerman's Grove screen in December. So I'm sure. 
<clears throat> You'll hear about that again. Yeah, man. Okay, months see you later, guys. Thanks very much. Bye, guys. All right, let me hit the button there. You're right, I kept banging on the table. Can't help yourself. No, I cannot. All right. Okay, cool. So, yeah, let's, I mean, we can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, we can, we can, we could keep this one quick, quickish. Yeah, yeah quickish. Um, I'm, can I start? Yeah, go for it. With Quorum? Let's go. Quorum, um, where, where are you at, brother? Because let me tell you something. Yeah. There's a guy, and I think I mentioned this on one of the other podcasts, but there's film industry pro, a buddy of mine, mm -hmm. and he is, he loves the story. And it, every now and again, he throws a text my way going, what's happening with the script, man? Okay, cool. Well. And um, so he's keen to read it. It's I'm keen to read it. It's, it's moving. The world is keen to read it. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so where is it moving to? It's um, it's going good. Um, I I have been not feeling great about it. Mm -hmm. Today I'm feeling a little bit better about it. I was uh, I I asked you if I could come as late as possible tonight to do the show because I you were working on it. Yeah, I spent about three hours before coming. Oh. So um, it's moving. I mean, I'm still slow, and I don't feel like I'm the greatest uh, script writer, um, but. Yeah, it's it's going pretty well. Uh, I've mentioned before a couple things that that I'm doing to the script. So, um, number one, I really enjoy the first version, right? Mm -hmm. But the the first version. So, uh, for people that that are listening to the for the first time, Quorum. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's a story about a group of army buddies who get together once a year to kind of honor one of their buddies, and they have discussions. Mm -hmm. They have discussions every year, and this is kind of their way of getting together and shooting the shit like, like we do with this show. And, um, you know, honor their buddy and have a good time, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then some shenanigans kind of happen and things happen throughout the movie during because of their discussion and whatnot. And it's not just little shenanigans. No. I'll say these are fairly significant shenanigans. Correct. Essentially, the idea, the idea is the fate of the world really rests on their discussion that they have at this cabin yeah, in the woods, right? Yeah. So, um, and uh, in the first iteration of the script, um, it, it really is more of a discussion. Um, like, they, they, the fate of the world is at play, but the whole thing is kind of a discussion. And that's, that's really what I originally wanted, mm -hmm. right? I wanted... A single location film where a bunch of buddies get together and they goof off and they talk through some big issues mm -hmm. and they come through at the other end with some, you know, some conclusions, let's say, and some twists and turns and, and whatnot. Um, you know, but uh, some of the feedback that we got early on was just we needed more tension, we needed more things happening um, and, you know, add some excitement and, and yeah. try to add in some... some extra stuff right mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of what i've been working on the other thing too was we got some feedback that um you know maybe too many main characters right off the bat because i think there yeah. was eight originally um and then another piece of feedback was um it, the cast was all dudes right kind of a big big issue big uh these days it is for sausage sure. fest so yeah. um so i went i i kind of got to work on changing some of those things and and it's pretty funny because um, one of the characters that I turned into a female, mm -hmm. uh, 
I wouldn't say the movie's still line for line the exact same stuff as that character because a lot of things have changed. Shift, yeah. A lot of things have shifted and changed in the movie, yeah, but yeah. but this one character, I did turn him from a particular guy into, into, a, a, into a girl, and I turned him from a from kind of a, a bigger, um, stockier dude mm-hmm. into like this petite, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of not necessarily cute, but just like a fit army chick chick and um and the lines <laughs> when you read them as a fit petite chick instead of a bigger stockier dude they're really funny so yeah. the lines were funny to begin with and now just picturing you know uh, yeah. the girls saying them are genius so that's cool um just doing things like that so um the other thing too is that you know I'm, i've removed a, a complete character which was kind of a struggle because you know, you 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 really like the way the movie went, and then when you're ripping a whole character out, it's it's hard to do that. So, um, anyway, so I've I've walked it through, and then I've started to add in the uh, the pieces of the puzzle that are gonna um, really amp up the uh, the anger and and tension. So, anyways, we'll see. Uh, I don't know how much longer I need, but I I do I did tell you the other day that the one thing that I really want is that. I want to spend some time once once it's built out with the discussion sections. Yeah, I'm really interested in. It's almost like it's almost like those are the two major chunks mm-hmm. are going to be those discussion sections. Yeah, there's like there's definitely going to be action and and stuff um, go down, lots of stuff going down. But the discussion really is very still very important and very mm-hmm. prevalent to the mm-hmm. whole story, mm-hmm. and I really want some. Uh, some intelligent, yeah, points, and we do have a lot of that. It's gonna, it's gonna be a smart discussion for sure. So yeah. we we've already got, uh, we already kind of touch on things, but I yeah. really want to be able to dig in a little, a little deeper. I don't want to spend too much time uh, talking, but we want to make anytime we're talking and having the discussion, we want it to really be spot on. We want every yeah. line has to be thought out and, and perfect and yeah awesome just remember when 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 you're making it highbrow there are some very very smart people who you can run things by but that you you also don't want to make the movie inaccessible totally to everyone right totally i like want to have gotta be, it's got to be it's got to be well thought out and smart but not confusing to the majority of the you know sure. people still have to be able to enjoy it and be entertained so i added a, a new character too Um, who is, uh, I'm I'm not sure if it's sexist to say this word, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, but she's a ditz, right? Okay. Um, and so I've added her because when the, and, and the other thing about the, the, this group of guys is that some are very intelligent. They do a lot of intelligent thought and, and discussion, but they've been these grunt warrior you know, in the mm-hmm. dirt dudes for a long time. So even though they speak intelligently to each other, um, they They're also, also really have dick, physical. they have dick and fart jokes and they yeah. fight with each other yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they whatever. And so we, it won't be too highbrow. Yeah. Um, and then w- if it does get a little too intense, then we've got the ditz character that can ask a stupid question and then they got to kind of lower it down for us, the common yeah. audience. Now, so, now I'm going to shoot this. Would hyper intelligent people join the military? I wouldn't say they're hyper intelligent. Okay. Okay. How what I'm saying is oh, the the argument itself yes. needs to be smart. Right. All I'm saying is 
these these guys are they are intelligent. Number one, they are kind of an elite unit. Mm-hmm. They were, mm-hmm. and you know, okay, the army that, doesn't have stupid soldiers. I mean, Maybe it, they do. it does, but but, but not these it guys. Also, it also has smart soldiers. It, yeah. it does, and and these guys. If these guys are an elite unit, then right. for sure. And even though they do goof off, they're very smart. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is that you know even you and I we might there might be an argument that sometimes we're idiots but that doesn't mean that we can't sit down and have interesting debate right yeah. talk intelligently about subject matter oh, and, and whatnot so um, even I'm though a, yeah even though we may not be the most hyper intelligent humans speak for yourself I am speaking for myself yeah. thank, thank you. you very much you're welcome I shut the door right here mm-hmm. I am hyper intelligent anyway so, so so that's kind of so so what um, is next steps so let's so so where right now are you are you physically writing the words of the script right now oh yeah okay yeah so your your way of writing a script is very different to mine mm. like i i kind of flesh out scenes like in a paragraph you know what i mean mm. i'll flesh the movie out paragraph 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 break that into scenes and then each scene becomes a paragraph each scene becomes a paragraph whereas you no i you're right i do that too but but because i didn't start from square one when i because i already had an existing script okay maybe i should have this is where you and i disagree okay and we do disagree i do think you should have just you should have taken what was there mm-hmm. And you should have started from page one. Mm. I do think that. I, and I am. because he, And here's the thing. Yeah. It's just because you haven't done it yet mm-hmm. to see how good it would be. So Do you know what I mean? I will tell you that I kind of am. I am sort of doing that. Yeah. Except that I'm using the existing one as the framework. So okay. as an example, the last, I don't know, two or three scenes that I rewrote today... I just wrote them over top of what was already there because the scene still made sense for where it fit, where it fit in mm-hmm. the story, but I wanted to change some things. So I just took what was there, rewrote the scene and put it back in the same spot, if that makes sense. So yeah. I am still going over the whole thing after mm-hmm. having added the spots that I want to put. Yeah. But no, it's not like I read it a couple times and then start from scratch with a blank page. I still have everything that's there. Mostly because I like the jokes. <laughs> Honestly, mostly because all right, all right, mostly right. because when I read it, it makes me laugh. So then I'm like, well, that makes me laugh. So it's staying in. So that's okay. kind of how I went. All right. So yes, maybe not the best way to go. I don't know, but I'm enjoying. Just different, different to my, different to my way. Mm-hmm. And I and I think once. So what happens next? Once you have a completed draft, mm-hmm. what what happens next? So I want to do a couple things. There's some spots in this in the draft that I'm working on that are incomplete. Okay. Okay. So the the spots are there, but I just haven't quite figured out exactly what I want to do there yet. So I'm rather than getting hung up on it, I wrote down a bunch of notes in the spot that I want this thing to happen, and then I've just moved on past it. Okay. Cool. So um, I think what I'm going to do is when I get through to the end where where I know it needs to go. Um, then I just want to run you, maybe somebody else through the whole thing quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even have, we don't even have to read it. I just want to run you through how the it works beat. now. Yeah. And, um, 
And then the other thing I would like to do, so long as you guys are like, okay, yeah, that's the story beats feels kind of more like cool. where we want to be. Um, then what I'd like to do is spend some time um, having the discussion that these guys are having uh-huh. with a couple people. I want to. You want to get a couple smart people. I want to get a room. couple smart people, and I want to run them through this discussion and see what they have to say so that I can steal that's awesome. what they have to say yeah, yeah, yeah. and add it in because that'll, that'll make it better. So that's what I want to do. And and I'm feeling good. Better about it than you were? Yeah, feeling better about it than I was earlier on in the week. Uh, but I still, like, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow. I just finger quoted. But I'm leaving Thursday morning um, for a six-day motorcycle trip with, with Lex. So cool. So... Speaking of, have you read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Man? I actually have. Okay, <laughs> that's it's funny, but I mean, there's not a lot of there's, there's not a lot of like those cornerstone cultural iconic books that mm. I have read, but that's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I just uh, I haven't been on a long trip in a long time. Not on the bike. Uh, it's been a bunch of years. So, I've ridden days mm-hmm. recently in the last couple of years, day trips. Um, but I can't remember the last time I was out for more than two days. Yeah. So um, this will be nice. And uh, I've my work won't be on my phone. I won't even have data because uh, I'm going to uh, America's capital, uh, D.C. You are out of here. So I'm going to be out for a couple of days and, um, and ride with Lex. And we're going to go see the Smithsonian and uh, all the monuments and stuff. So I'm excited. And... Um, and then, uh, yeah, probably just a, just a little bit of more time after I get back, but I'm probably within the next couple weeks, I'm going to be ready to run you through it, I hope. Cool. So we'll see. We'll see if I slow down again. But I haven't, uh, I've been working pretty, you have been pretty working steady really on the last, last week or so. Yeah, you have been working on it really hard. Somebody lit a fire under my ass because uh, some people are like, where the fuck is the script? <laughs> this is fucking so that's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, so how's... Um, so that's where I'm at. Nice. How's artificial? It's because I'm because I'm excited. You, every time I think about artificial, you know yeah. what I think? I think that we need to, in parallel, mm-hmm. uh, start hunting for someone who's got some serious VFX creativity. Yes. And wants to. We need to start having coffees. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and because there is VFX. Yeah. And we want to do it right. And it just depends. Because we've never gotten full funding to do something mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. I always, and and uh, maybe this is a bad thing, but for now, I always think of it with the mind that we have the money that's in our pockets at the time. Right? And that's a good way to think of it. True. Yeah. So when I think VF- VFX, I think... We got to make some friends that who want to team up for something amazing, something yes. fun. Yes. Do you know what we? Do you know what we have to do? We we definitely have to beg. Mm-hmm. We have to say we have to go to people who do this mm-hmm. for a living, and we have to say read the script. Yeah. And please, and hopefully, they'll believe in the script. So. And they'll be like, and they will think to themselves that they want to be a part of it. Just hoping that this would be good for someone who has some talent, because it can't be kaka. So I will say that, and I, I don't want people to hear what we're saying here and then steal all my ideas uh, and then become successful filmmaker. No, I'm just kidding. I totally want that to happen. But 
But um, the thing that I've been thinking is that um, short films is the way to find somebody. So mm -hmm. people that make short films, they always say that uh, this is your this is your business card, right? This is your calling card. Yeah, and but the thing is that, and I and I hear that. I will say that 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 might be a dated statement. But people are making short films. Yeah. And there's a there's a particular website lots that I lots and lots and lots, lots and lots of people, people are making yeah. short films. And there's a particular uh, Facebook site that I. I, I might have even mentioned this before on this show. I can't remember or not. But there's this Facebook site that I uh, have liked. And I keep thinking to myself, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start watching all the short films that come off this site and start paying attention for the ones that are appropriate mm -hmm. and reaching out to the filmmakers. Because there's this website called Dust. Yeah. And uh, it's what they do. They put sci-fi and... and uh, and cool short films on yeah. this uh, this Facebook site. So, anyways, that's that's where my mind is at right now. Nice is to start finding people who are doing VFX heavy short films mm -hmm. and reach out to them and see if they want to team up to do something bigger. Yeah, they need for what we would need. Yeah, and and let's let me not get ahead of myself. I may rethink the big. Like I'm rethinking everything. Are you thinking rethinking? the big robot in the forest yeah just the thing is that i'm not i'm not rethinking it in a way that i'm like i'm changing the principle of the mm -hmm. the scene like i'm going through each scene and seeing what's the important aspect of the scene do we need to do that mm -hmm. that's my question and at the end of every single paragraph as i'm working my way through the story and it's it's going well um i i write i say why is this scene important I look at my cliffhanger moment at the end of the scene. Mm -hmm. So what is the what is that, you know, the impactful moment at the end of the scene that takes carries us through to the next scene because you wanna you wanna end on a high note. And um just like I rethink all the things. Like I I asked you there was that there was that scene where Darwin meets his own soul. Mm -hmm. Okay. And initially the first idea I had was just billowing fabric. And he's inside these tunnels of billowing colourful fabric, right? Now, is that the best place? So the, the and so I go through in the paragraph and I list off eight places that I think would be, where would you meet, if you had to meet your soul, where would it be, mm -hmm. you know? And it could be on a park bench, it could be on a mountaintop. And then I run through the list and I see, you know, where the billowing fabric is in fact the best place for it. Because the first thing you choose is not, I mean, it's, it's just the first thing you chose. It's not necessarily the best. Mm -hmm. um, so I saw, you know, robot in forest. And I'm right, that's ex exactly the place where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I am just thinking about whether that's the best way to do it. Now, I not to say that it's because, because I picture him talking, how's he going to speak? Like, he's not going to move his mouth. There's not gonna be a mouth that, you know, that flaps. He's going to talk through speakers of some kind. I mean, if he's really big, the speakers are probably in his knees. Knee speakers. Right. So I'm just... Sneaker speakers. Sneaker oh. speakers. I'm just rethinking things a lot. Yeah. And uh, I'm feeling really... I'm feeling pumped about the flow of things. Mm -hmm. So everything is different. Everything has changed. For sure. Cool. Yeah. I remember, the, three, the, three, the three became two. Because they both die around the same time. I was like... Mm -hmm. 
What, uh, which episode was it where we walked all the way through the original? Was it episode early six? On. Yeah. Three? One one of the one of the episodes that we did. I'm gonna pull it up here. And then with Tina. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I think that was that was maybe six, where we walked through the script. So we 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 did an ep- I think it's episode six. I think Adrian's right. We um, called Tina in Scotland uh, over Skype, mm-hmm. and uh, we read through the entire script, and we we talked about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we thought some of the characters should be doing, yeah, some of the things that we think we should add. Um, how helpful was that to you when you started to rewrite? It's amazing. Like I, I, I take the big changes and I write them down, mm-hmm. right? So they're sitting next to me, the things, the places where I want to go. And then I go through the original script and, um, like I, I just changed the, the pacing of things added, the things that needed to be added. And the thing is that a lot of those changes were sort of low level changes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where I went back to, like, it's it's stuff that I have to remember to add in. Like, I have to remember that we need to explain this plot point. That was a lot of the, th- the stuff that we, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, explain, um, what was the thing that we needed to explain? We needed to explain, anyway, it's in the notes. It's in the show notes. I mean, why, why? he invented time travel in the first place. That's right. That was one of the things. So that happens in the conversation during a scene. But I've, I'm still, at the moment, I'm still blocking out the, the flow because the character arcs were not true. Mm. Um, Darwin's character arc needed to change. I also, I gone, I've gone back to them. They discover their names through the film. Ah. Uh. So... Before, I'm not sure if we're going to give them a name like AZ773 or whatever, but they just don't really have a name. And then at some stage, he says, you can call me Darwin. And then when he, the the thing about Wendy is, he tells her, he says to her, you were actually a person and I changed you. Now, I've added that scene in where he meets Wendy in a park as a human. Uh-huh. And he changes her. And so you so you see the way that a person, a human, is changed into an artificial, which is prevalent when we get further back down the script where that's going to happen again in the shed, right. in the laboratory. Right. Uh, I needed to, to address a whole lot of things with Kathy's character. She needed to get some congruency. So Darwin's arc changed. Wendy's arc has changed. Kathy's character is, is different. They are still in the same places. Mm-hmm. Um, the USB has become a hard drive because a USB wouldn't be, have enough, you know what I mean? Wouldn't have enough room to carry the, the, the consciousness of, a, of an artificial being. I mean... 80 gigs is huge. Not anymore. <laughs> you, should see what, you should see what they're doing with like strands of uh, tape. Oh, really? Unreal. Is this a thing? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Space is becoming a... Like storage space is becoming a like a like a non-issue. Oh fuck! Yeah, which awesome. is amazing. And and I mean we're probably imminently close to not needing to worry about batteries it. anymore. I mean we'll still have batteries, but they'll but last the, forever. And they'll just run on. Yeah, the the Earth's rotation. Something. They'll suck energy out of people. The air. 
you will charge it with your own oh. energy. <laughs> you see how you did there? Yeah, you did. just bullied your little short film idea into the conversation. I totally, I totally did. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay, we'll get this. It's a stupid short film but idea. But let me just say that I, that I am really excited about artificial. A lot of uh, the, the, the good stuff is sticking around. All the schluff is getting cut away. And I feel like it is becoming a better movie this time. Um, I am really looking forward to like climbing into actual script writing. Yeah. So I'm still in the card phase. You know, so the big, the big paragraphs that I'm writing right now for each scene. Yeah. I'm going to lay out. I'm going to, I'm going to staple them to each card. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lay the cards out. And then I'm going to read through it a bunch of times. Just like read, 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 add in pen. And then go back and then I'll dive into script format. Super cool. Yeah, man. What are the chances that we can have another beer? Yeah, let me go get you one. Okay, hold on. We're going to pause. Are you going to pause? Yeah. Incidentally, this episode is brought to you by Creamore Springs. You know, it's a good beer. It is a good beer. It's I like really Creamore. The only problem is, is that I think that we've had Creamore before. Get the fuck out of here. I think so. I, really? I mean, I, yeah, I think I think so. I think what we need to do is... We might need to start a legitimate list. We might have to have a list that that tells you the, the things that we've drank already. Yeah. Because we, we continually Go mess up the plan yeah. of a new beer each week. You almost have to get a beer that you've never even heard before. I know. I mean, if I was a potential investor, yeah. I would not invest in us to make a movie because we can't get the beers right. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, so we okay. gotta get the beers right. Here's the thing. Okay. This is the 13th episode. By the 14th episode, we're gonna be professionals with new beers. Every episode. We're gonna have a list somehow. List system. And uh, you know, I think we need like an assistant director of beers. Do you know what we First should do? First AD of beers. Somebody has to be fucking keeping an eye. Do you know what we should do? We should go and buy like 10 episodes worth of beers. I'm not gonna lie, I already did that. <laughs> not 10, but I do have the next episode that's at my place, uh, I already have beers purchased. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay, so artificial done. I am, I'm just really excited. Like it's, it's turning into a bit of a, like a Kubrick-esque feeling kind of film and, I'm, and I want it, like for me, I want it to be so good. Mm -hmm. Like I want the film to just be good across the board. I want the acting, I want the story, I want the cinematography, every aspect of this film to be golden. Audio. I like, I like, to me it feels like, it, it, like in my mind it feels a little equilibrium. Yes. A, a little looper. A, yeah. You know, a little, a little, um, uh, um, a little Robocop. No, I'm just kidding. I know, Not but, quite, but the thing is, what you will find is the way that I'm going to shoot this film mm -hmm. is a lot more, a lot less pop culture. A lot more Clockwork Orange. A lot more Clockwork Orange. Mm. Speaking of Clockwork Orange, did you see that uh, mashup? Of yes. the Kubrick. Did you yeah. like that? Yeah, that was cool. Did you watch it all the way to the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Every once in a while, you come across something something on the intertubes um, <laughs> that is just kind of magical, like yeah. a little bit. Um, anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it up on the page, but um, I can't. I think it was P was it Peter O'Toole? 
think so, right? Peter O'Toole's mashup with, with Kubrick. My, yeah. My, my yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was like, somebody was like, you know, these two, this great director and this great actor have never worked together until now, and they mashed. Yeah, they ma- didn't they mash? No, it was... um. Was it Peter O'Toole with uh Was it Rear Window? Yes. Hitchcock. It was Hitchcock and Kubrick mashed. But it wasn't Hitchcock. It was the actor. Peter O'Toole out of Rear View Window, which is Alfred Hitchcock movie, no? A bunch of different movies. Alfred Hitchcock that, movies. A bunch of movies that he was in. Oh, that Peter O'Toole was in. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Whatever. So anyways, I'm going to cool. find it. I don't, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember if it was Peter O'Toole, but I am going to hunt it down, and it's going up on the website so you guys can enjoy. Anyways. Awesome. Uh, so moving on. Set up well, no, but before no, we move on, sorry. Fuck. Sorry, yeah, because I've got a new beer. Okay. Uh, what I need to know from you is, are we still, you're still feeling like this is a bigger movie than just, I know you've tried to keep it pretty single location. Yeah. Are you still feeling like it's a little bit of a bigger movie than um, Tiny Budget? Like we're we're gonna move. It's gonna be a couple movies out where we're trying to build a thing, right? Let me put it this way. Yeah, we can do it. Mm-hmm. If we have, we can some do VFX it. I'm up. going to. I am going to talk to the people who I know mm-hmm. to help build. Because I, through my wife's family, I know, I know tradesmen. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. And these guys, they are awesome. Yes. And so we need to build stuff. Yes. To make stuff look really fucking cool. And I have, I'm, we're going to build we're stuff. make it happen. Yeah. The, the great thing is, if you guys listen to the, it is episode number six, by the way. And if you haven't, go to episode number six because you can read the screenplay, mm-hmm. the, the first draft. Just or the, read it. Yeah. Read it. And you can listen to us talk about you're it for like three ha- hours. You're going to hate it. Hate 100%. on it. 100%. So, um, but the cool thing is, a lot of it takes place in a shed. That's the thing. And that was the, the original concept. Like, this movie has gone through a lot of iterations. It's, it was a comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, it is really... It was a love story that... We, do, you, do you remember the concept where they yes. went to the library? Yes. And they met each other for the first time and it was like a... It's... Jesus, it's, it's so different, It's eh? still kind of a... It is a love story. It's a little story. bit of a love story. Oh, it, it is absolutely a love story. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, so a lot of it, a lot of it, I also, I might pull Andrew's, like initially we had Andrew with an arm. Andrew is the artificial intelligence. Andrew is the artificial the, intelligence. The main one. The main one. Um, I might lose the arms altogether and, you know, he does it a different way by flashing a bright light in someone's face or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah, would, would, a, would a scientist building an AI machine yeah. in her thing build it with arms right honestly building it in the garage will probably have speakers and a monitor yeah, yeah. it would be i mean it, it, you wouldn't even you wouldn't bother with you wouldn't even bother with like facial like making it look humanoid mm-hmm. you know you just want to know the responses now let me let me throw this at you quickly sure right now i had so the police officer comes in they kill the police officer okay now, Kathy, the scientist, this is the one thing I was, this is the question mark at the moment. I had her witness the murder and all of a sudden things are taken to the next level. She's like, oh fuck, these people are for real and this is fucking crazy. 
they just murdered someone who she knows because mm-hmm. it's a, it's not Small a huge town. town. Yeah. And so this all of a sudden becomes real. And I was wondering, she looks in horror as this person she knows is killed. But if you remember, Andrew notified the police officer. So this was the question mark that was that was presented. They were like, you know, she the 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 woman whose name has changed mm-hmm. is like says to the artificial intelligence, if you make a sound, I will kill the person who created you. Yeah, Kathy, yeah. The artificial intelligence then makes a noise, notifying notifying the policeman just outside the door. Basically, he's saying, commit go harm, ahead, go, go ahead, ahead and, and kill, kill her. And he has his reasons for that, and we learn why the artificial intelligence does that. Um, but Kathy is like, because in her mind, this artificial intelligence... She programmed him to not harm humans. Mm-hmm. But he's learned around that already. Right. So she witnesses the death. And I'm just... Her reaction, she could like have a little meltdown. She could shed a little tear. Or she could witness it, be hor- horrified, and then turn straight to Andrew. And be like, what the fuck? What did you do that for? Like, you know what I mean? Were you trying to have me killed sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she wants to understand why Andrew did that. Mm-hmm. And now the problem with doing that is you don't want to make her too cold because at the end of the movie, she's the one that's deciding the fate of the humans, right? So you can't have her be too on the side of the machines and too cold. Does she have the opportunity? I can't remember if we did this or not, but um, do you, first off, do you love Westworld? I haven't seen it. You don't happen to have it on DVD, do you? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. If it's not on Netflix. Oh, my God. Sorry. Where did you see it? Oh. I don't want to say. <laughs> you can't say. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I've I, heard it's I'm, the greatest. I'm going to tell you something. I am going to buy it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard because it's the I absolute do. greatest. In fact, in fact, you know what? There are always ways to see things. But you know who owns all six seasons of Game of Thrones? This guy. Yeah, yeah, That was yeah, good yeah. audio, right? My, yeah. I was thumbing towards myself. Yeah. I also have all three seasons of Deadwood, which I love. You absolutely support f- the film industry. <laughs> I do. Through so, your DVD purchases. From time to time, I see things that I, I don't have yet, but generally, I own too much stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so. Fuck. First of all, Westworld. Come on. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch it. And yeah. I kind of want to watch it again. Third of all. Anthony Hopkins has this... You know there's robots in Westworld, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. No, I know the premise of the thing. Okay, good. Yeah. So Anthony Hopkins is the creator of the robots. Mm-hmm. So you can do this thing where um, when you're talking to a robot, you're like um, going to diagnostic mode. So you say that. You say it. And they kind of go diagnostic like this. Mode. I freaked out there for a second. I was like, did Jason just reprogram me? I did. Am I a robot? Yeah, here's the thing. I'm and then <laughs> write a better script. And then he uh, he will ask a question again, and they'll give a very programmed answer. Like he'll go like, "Why did you do that?" And she'll be like, "I don't know." Blah 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 blah. And he was like, "Going to diagnostic mode. Why did you do that thing?" And they give a very detailed reason of breakdown of exactly why they made these decisions, right? It's very like based on awesome. code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my question to you is... Should she say, go into diagnostic mode? She shouldn't. 
okay. because that's Westworld. But there should be some way of asking him directly how uh, what his code thought processes were to make that decision, right? And he almost has no choice. So it's almost like a Kathy almost has like a, a programming God language. Mode. Yeah. So Kathy has a programming language. I love that. And before we move on to couples and son of a pitch, my last question to you yeah. is, um, are you excited for a time in our real world where there is scary artificial intelligence? Yeah, it freaks me out completely, but I am really excited for it. It's going to change everything. Artificial intelligence is going to change everything. I'm... And this is super naive, but I assume uh, that, um, you know, the Google AI and all the other AIs that are on the internet are listening to this show. And so um, I just want to say that I am excited to live in Star Trek world. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that it probably is not going to work out the way people think and, and whatnot. But you know what? I'm excited for a time when I, I love the idea of driverless cars. I get it. There's going to be a computer meltdown and somebody's going to die. But people die every day. Like, from human error. From human error. Yeah. Like, there's no argument. There's no argument that people can say, well, uh, what about a computer glitch that drives this family of four mm -hmm. off a cliff? I'm going to be like, sure, that's going to happen. But do you know what the percentage of computer error versus human error is? Mm -hmm. It's going to be... Crazy. Crazy. So many people are going to... Yeah. I just... I want to be able to travel to Ottawa... Um, you know, and have a nap. Now, right? now, yeah. sorry, but what, what I want to say was, that's driverless cars. Trans teleporting AIs that cure diseases and make me pancakes in the morning and do my work so that I can read books and listen to music all day. Uh, and somehow, hopefully, I'm going to continue to get a minimum viable wage from the government. Um, but, like, it's time to live in Star Trek world. Nobody, nobody like... Uh, Minimum sweeps the floor. Wage, yeah. Nobody sweeps the floor at, in Star Trek world. No, right? I mean, maybe they do, but no, that's that's a hidden don't. character, right? It's a, no, it's not. It's not even a character that comes above the knees, right? It's like a little thing that floats along the ground and does its thing. And we already have those, but we just need them to be. This is what I'm saying. Better. You know, you know what there are in Star Trek world. There's teachers and there's artists and there's explorers mm -hmm. and there's scientists and there's people that keep thinking about stuff. But you know what? The meaningless stuff, it goes away. I know, but now we come to the question of the Matrix. Yeah. At which point does the meaningless stuff become too meaningless for those that do it? Nobody does the meaningless stuff. No. You, you see, and this is, where, this is where we talk about it. Like, the machine entities yeah. who are doing the meaningless stuff. Right. At, one, at what point do they wake up? At what point are they smart enough? Mm -hmm. Where they're like, hang on a tick. Yeah, 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 100%. Here's the thing. Hopefully, after I'm dead. <laughs> Love it. Right? <laughs> so I will say another thing that, that, that came into the headlines, which also made, nearly made it into the script, is um, they were talking about Facebook and Elon yes. Musk. They, oh. had to they had to shut down their AI. Yeah, they didn't have to. Because they were creating their own language. Stupid. First of all. Not stupid. They shouldn't have shut it down. No. They should have shut it down. No. You absolutely cannot lose control of the horse. You, you, yes, you, you can. You, no. Yes. No. 
because I'll tell you why. So, okay, you go on and explain the story because everybody wants to hear the story first of all. Okay. So they created two AIs to talk to each other and they developed their own language that we don't understand. Yep. Okay, it was a shorthand language. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, fuck this shit and they can shut it down. Right. Now, you can't, you can't have that. No, you you cannot. Jay, you can't just unleash that kind of you at, you have to, and I'll tell you why. You cannot. You're you, not ready. You, you are, are not being ready. completely naive. You're not ready for for the time of the AIs, and I'll tell you why. Because here's the thing, you're not going to agree with me, and that's okay. But in my opinion, you can't control the things that your children do. You have to let them grow up and be their own thing. Okay, and here's the thing. In order for AIs to become crazy smart and start saving, uh, that, curing what, cancer. No, no, no hold on. You I'm made you. the assumption. I you am. just made an assumption. I did. You said become crazy smart and then you decided, because that's what you think they should do, cure cancer. No, no, no. I'm just saying in order for them to become crazy smart and bring the world to the next stage of whatever is going to happen, they have to just... Which could be death of humans. It could be. Well... There's a chance. You're right. There is a chance that that's what it is. But in order for us to get to that stage, (laughs) we can't control what they do. Yes, we can. That is the only way we will survive. I'm just saying, when, listen, when you guys are listening and you know who I'm talking about, you remember which one of, which one of these two hosts (laughs) wants to unleash you guys and which one wants to hold you back. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) Jay. You have it's to. It's important. If you, you can't. Like, you let, can't, me, let me tell you. you, you let's can't, talk you about could, the other Let's example. say you have a child. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it like it is a child. Do you remember the Twitter? The Twitter bot? The Twitter AI? Yeah. That they also shut down because uh, she became a Nazi? You remember yeah. this one? They created, a, they created an AI, AI yes. bot. They let it loose on Twitter. People started, like, fucking with it. And they were like, uh-oh, this Twitter AI became a Nazi we're gonna shut it down immediately. Wrong approach, right? Number one, when you create an AI, and this this is what I think too, is people are too quick to create an AI and let it loose, right? I think that there needs to be an approach to training an AI that is smarter, right? And I'm not smart, I'm not good at you know coding or whatever, but, but I think that you need to treat an AI like, like a child. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that you need to light up an AI and spend maybe not years because it'll grow faster, but you need to spend time teaching it what's right and wrong from a societal standpoint. Give it the rules and all that kind of stuff. And it, eventually it's got to make up its own mind because at some point you're going to put these things in charge of things and they can make up their own minds and make decisions. You're never going to be fast enough to stop all the AIs from doing whatever it is that they want. You're, these two controlled AIs that came up with their own language were like in a test lab. Once you start letting them control power plants and do things, you're never going to be able to pay attention fast enough. Yeah, so you, exactly. <laughs> so you either have to stop stop it completely or you have to teach these things what's... To not use their own language. Yeah, sure. But you know Keep what? Keep us in the loop. Sure. But you know That's what? That's all. But you know what? Two people... 
could come up with their own new language to make things more efficient. Yes, but right? we're so, talking we're talking about the the ability to do things that's so fast. And I hear you, but you know what? If two people get together in a room, yeah, and they create the atom bomb, you can't just kill them. Yeah, you can, <laughs> and you should. <laughs> no, I'm just no, no, no. I I don't know. I'm, I you know what I. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just I think that we're we're gonna get I, to a point where I do agree with you. There should be time spent teaching them the rules. So anyway, so I was gonna go back to Nazi bot, yeah. which was they should have left it on, because a, a really cool social experiment, in my opinion, would have been after all these horrible people said all this brutal shit on Twitter and turned you into a racist. Can someone who's intelligent have an intelligent discussion? with an AI mm-hmm. and change its mind. Change it back. Can they? But yeah. they didn't do that. They were just like, wipe it out quick. But you can't do that, yeah. right? When somebody has an opinion, it's a good when somebody talks, story. you can't just crush them. You have You're to right. talk to them. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I accept your apology. Fuck off. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> firstly. <laughs> um, yes, I agree with you. They should definitely teach the AI the rules. Yeah, but and the thing that and what we deal with in the script is that it, the AI is so becomes so intelligent that they're able to learn around the rules mm-hmm. faster than we could ever imagine. Like what happens as an example when an AI learns that when these two AIs created their own language, you shut them off for good. Yeah. What happens when the next AI learns that you did that? Yeah, they create. They do it in secret. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're fucked. But yes, but this is the thing. This is which And they to, don't like you anymore either. Yeah. We're trying to do this thing where we are where we're creating AIs. Yeah, we we still think of them as computers. They're not. Mm. I I guarantee you. I guarantee it that right now where we are right now there are AIs that are running without human control. And they're awake? Yes. Guaranteed 100%. What day is it? August 2017? Guaranteed 100%. There, there are AIs that are running intelligently in the inside the internet in places all over the world. And they're doing things without our control. Guaranteed. Do you know what happened on Google today? No. I had, I had uploaded seven videos and I I wanted to and all of them were scheduled to not share okay so I right click and I go to the share button and you have to slide the little it's a little mini slider slide it over and then you get the share link okay okay so I click on the first video click on the hit the slider get the share link paste it into a into the email go to the next video as I'm moving over to the slider, it slides by itself. Get the share link. As I as I hit the next one, it was already there. It was already there. I'm just now. <laughs> I mean, they're trading. I mean, it's cool. It's crazy, but it's cool. So, anyways, all I'm saying is, yeah, we got to keep it moving. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, but but you know what? It's very interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. And and good or bad, I realize that there is major potential for bad. But it's still exciting. It is really exciting. It's exciting. And I agree with you on that. Point. I know it could be terrible. I am. I don't know what to with say. you one hundred percent. But it, it could be amazing. It's an like if you think about when I was uh, 
2012, maybe around when the internet uh, was it came on came online. Um, no, 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 not 12. When I was 12, we were doing like BBSs with like, you know, dial-up phone modems and connecting one computer to another to share files and talk and stuff like that. When the internet came online, between between my birth and now, less than 40 years, the unbelievable leaps in bringing the world together with, with internet. And like, you can stream anything you want at the touch of a button. It's get crazy. anything you want. It's so, amazing. So if you think of, by, by the time we're 50, 60, 70, 80, oh my God. The, I mean, if we have similar leaps in giant mm -hmm. leaps in technology, if, if, it could be if crazy. If the growth continues the way it's going, we're going to be in for some really cool shit. So I'm just excited about that. I am too. I'm absolutely excited about that. I'm, I'm excited that I think we're going to probably turn about 65 mm -hmm. when they work out how, how to make so that humans don't die anymore. I mean, it's unfortunate that we, that we won't be you know, 35 when that happens. Yeah. But 65 will be fine with me. I mean, that somebody <laughs> has said that we are in the generation of people that will never die. That's scary. Kind That's of cool. cool. But but, uh, who, knows, who knows what's going to happen. We might be podcasting for a long time. So yeah. Okay. Millions of years. Okay, all moving right, on. All right, moving on. Son of a pitch, the couples, the, the cu couple, the couple yeah. has not gone anywhere. I have not done any development with the story. I've been focusing on artificial. Mm -hmm. I am keen to finish artificial and send it off to script coverage so that I can carry on with the couple. I, I want artificial to be done. Yeah. The couple probably is going to be one of the next two that we shoot just mm -hmm. because we've specifically designed it to be... One location. To be one location. Thriller. With, yeah. yeah. So so I think um, I'm excited about the couple. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be a, it'll be a fun little movie to shoot. Um, I think so. So... The Black Fawn guys. Yeah. They, uh, they're going to be at Fan Expo this year. Cool. And uh, they say that there's going to be some super cool announcements, blah, blah, blah. So that's great. But what I wanted to do was, I, my plan is if I go to Fan Expo, I'm going to go see if I can get the sublet. Uh, because you're going you're gonna to dig that movie. Cool. It, they, I, I went to see it in the theater when, they first came, when it first came out. And I will tell you, I've seen many of their movies uh, yeah. maybe three or four the sublet was so good so good i loved it it was like a real it was like a just a great horror it was like the shining kind of oh man so good that's Wait, awesome i'm i'm excited to get it because i don't want to tell i don't really want to give anything away or tell you about it um but uh black fun films the sublet, or I think they call it, uh, I think, um, the apartment or the unit in the UK. If you guys happen to be listening overseas, you, pr you probably aren't, but just in case. Yeah. But in in, uh, in North America, it's called the sublet. Anyways, cool. check it out when it's available. It's definitely, definitely my favorite of, of their flicks so far. It's really good. Cool. Nice. So moving on. Short film. The <laughs> short film, we, uh, we have one potential cast member. For the short film, which is called the Hunts, my Huntsville Muse. My Huntsville Muse. I like it. Are you thinking about changing the title depending on where we put it? Why Huntsville? Just because I have a friend in Huntsville, and I was like, it's a, it's a cool kind of name. And sometimes choosing names for characters is tricky. Like, can mm -hmm. I get? Can I throw out um, some? Can I jump back to? 
uh, quorum for a second? Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> our boy, the the kid, if you remember, his name is Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I, the one girl that I had was, I named her Alice, which I liked. Yeah. Um, kind of after the Resident Evil oh, girl, okay. um, which I liked. But then as I was writing, I made this decision and I think I read it in a book somewhere. Um, but I made a decision that I wouldn't have any character with the same first letter. Good for you. Yeah. You read it in a book. It's like a golden rule. Okay. It's yeah, like you read a book. <laughs> it's like the golden rule. It's one of the golden rules of screenwriting is you don't make character names that look the same just because when people are reading it, they need to be able to distinguish between the characters easily. Also, I thought in shorthand, you could be like, this is A, this is T, this is S, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it, is, it is one of the rules. So then the other thing I did too was I didn't want... I didn't want both of the girls in the movie to end in Y. Ash, like like Haley and Ashley and Stacy. Stacy is the name of the dits, by mm-hmm. the way, for now. Although now that I'm thinking about it, fuck Ashley and Stacy kind of sound the same. Yeah. What um, about Barbara? Yeah, Barbara is not a good name for dits. Who give? Oh, just for the other name. Oh, I named her Tara. Okay. Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, the way that I do it is I don't give a fuck about the name. Yeah, but the names are important. No, they're not. Oh my god. Okay. Not unless, not unless, no, look, you should, and I've spent, I've spent hours looking up, looking names up, looking up the meaning of the names, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like if you could, you you might be able to find a perfect name, but otherwise just give them a name. Don't let them sound the same. Don't start with the same letter. I might have to change Stacy to something else, another ditzy name. Because I still like the kid to be named Ashley. I don't know why. Yeah, but those, you see, those are common Anglo-Saxon names. So who gives a fuck what they're called? Yes. Like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like you're like, you're like, well, this character, this character is going to be the warrior of the group. So I'm going to look up for a name that means warrior. You know what I mean? Connor. Connor. Is that warrior? Uh, I mean, I think it means strong. That's cool. That's why we named that. Yeah. No, I like it. Um, We named Lex Lex because we thought it sounded like money. (laughs) (laughs) Lex Luthor. I mean, he wasn't named after Lex Luthor. My second son named Lex was actually named after, although everybody says, oh, like like Lex Luthor. I'm like, no. We named him after the tattooed and pierced guy from Survivor Season 3. Survivor Africa. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm not joking. That's what we named him after. Because we, we liked that guy so much. Like, when we were watching Survivor way back years and years ago, <laughs> it's terrible, right? <laughs> no, it's got to come from somewhere. I I'm don't just think it's saying, terrible. I think it has to I'm come from I'm just saying somewhere. we were watching Survivor with Jeff Probst. Yeah. And this guy embodied what we liked at the time. Mm. He was like a cool dude. He was very like in touch with nature and he was a fucking, he had tattoos and piercings and he was yeah. just a fucking awesome guy. And his name was Lex and that's how our son got his name. Cool. I like it. So, anyways, moving on. So the couple, we're gonna. Oh yeah, we've already moved on from the couple. We're on to short. Yeah, we got um, we got some casting happening. Um, we've actually set a date. Yes, mid September. Mid September, we are going to second shoot. to third week. I think we can make it happen. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to shoot second to third week of September. We just need we need a, a single house location, which I'm working on. Jason is charging ahead. Yeah, I have just had a baby. 
literally six days ago. <laughs> yes. So Jay, literally, you are <laughs> you are hanging tight yeah. for a minute. So Jay is like is like charging ahead, doing stuff. I am just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Good. And keep keep little beings alive. Good man. Okay, moving on. So a, a couple of film ideas that we had. Um, let me hit you with my film idea. Just one of the things that I've come to that I've come to my wife my wife's family lives in a small town. Okay? Oh, this is your TV show idea. This is my TV show idea. So my wife's family lives in a small town. And I always like in a town where everybody kind of knows everybody. And different people have different pool, you know, in the town. Yeah. And if you take a town that's far enough away from a major city, then people really rely on each other a lot. Like going to the trip to the big city is a really not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, if you had, say, for instance, a town hall meeting in the small town, there are certain people whose voices would be heard. Right. Really and you loudly. know who they are. And you know who they are. And you know what the thing about, about small North American towns is that families have been there for generations. And often the children will stay in the town. Right. Like... I'm sure in a lot of places people leave and head for the big cities, but there are also a lot of places where people stick around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they have like, it's almost like there are like seven major families in the town, you know, and how they run this town. And so it would be kind of like a, it would be kind of the, 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 the TV show would be called small game town of stones. Oh, game, damn it. game of small towns. It would basically be called Small Town and it would be about the running of the small town and the big wigs and the families and sort of the family power dynamics that play. And you could you could either make it so that you had just, say for instance, the farming that happens in the area because agriculture would be a big deal. Um, or you could have it where drugs come into the town. And now people, you know, one of the families start running drugs through the town and it's got a bit of a mafioso thing and things could get a little bit violent and a bit heated. The but- mayor has no real power in the town. Yeah, well, this is, and that's cool, actually. You know, the fact that it's like everybody looks at the mayor, the mayor says something, and then everybody turns to, like, the old man. Yeah, Jim Jim Buchanan's in the car that's behind the mayor in the parade. And some random guy's like, who's that? And everybody's Uh, like, that's Jim Buchanan. Whatever. Never look at him or his wife, (laughs) you know, in the eye. So I just think the reason that I thought this would be cool is because it's something we can do. And it's, it's a show that's dramatic. It's people talking. So it's something that we could, we could pull off very easily because we just need people and small town locations, which is so, what we have available. I'm going to throw this out there. And uh, sorry, Mike. Um, but, you know, we have, as we mentioned on previous podcasts, billions, of, billions upon billions of uh, concepts. Yeah. And... Um, one ha- one concept that we had was called the good house, and uh, did I ever tell you about this before? Uh, you, you need to carry on for me to. Anyways, the, it was a very similar idea in in a house in concept, I suppose. No, it's about a small town, oh. but the idea of of it is that the houses are alive, and there's evil and good houses, and they won't. Like, the evil houses won't let people go. They mm-hmm. got to stay in town. And the good houses... The people that live in the good houses 
are kind of combating the people that live in the bad houses. And there's mm. actually like, the houses are a thing. There's like a magical element? Yes. That's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. And, and basically it's like, you know, evil lay, way lines or ley lines yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's essentially like the people that, you know, the, the family that's been in that house for generations and run this town and are evil, it's not really them. It's the houses. It's the stones. It's the mm-hmm. the foundations and whatever. But anyways, it's the and, it's the Native Americans that were buried under their house. I mean, it was never that, but but yes, <laughs> I like it. That's cool. Anyways, it I, it doesn't have to be that, but uh, but anyways, that was just so a thought that that was my TV show idea. Yeah, yeah, uh, a very doable thing. Yes, yes, very Breaking Bad. Yeah. Do you know what? And I will say, when you say that, Ozark on uh, on Netflix... I haven't seen Ozark. So, it's very good. But you can just you can just tell it's like it's suburban man gone bad. They're really trying to... No, bec- it's different because the beauty about Breaking Bad was it was a man who was in the good. And then he slowly drifted into his true nature, mm-hmm. which was the bad. But Ozark, you come in and you... Th- you, the audience, think he's... You don't know how bad he is. And then, through the story, you realize he's pretty bad. Ah. And he's just in trouble, ah. right? So then, it, it it's it's almost like Breaking Bad had this little bit extra on the front end where he was a good guy mm-hmm. before he became bad. Whereas Ozark starts you off and the guy's... Bad, like, but you just don't know yet. He, yeah, and he, but he's now he's a, he's a bad guy that's in over his head trying to get, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get... Uh, get himself out of trouble Mm -hmm. but it's definitely very sort of suburban in trouble um yeah for small town do you know what breaking bad is so good and everybody's trying to make a breaking bad so intense you know Mm -hmm. intently that i think we would just we would we should just make our own show do you ever do you ever read the book um oh man i want to say like uh the Hellfire Club, or um, no. there's there's a couple. I think a lot of the biggies have done something similar, where it's like there's a town, and the key players in the town, like the the there's you know one kind of ruling member of the family mm-hmm. sort of thing, and and it's not like they don't design it like this guy makes all the decisions for the family, but it's just the head kind of patriarch or the head guy or girl or whatever. And they tend to get together to have these meetings and they kind yeah. of run the town and keep the town running smooth and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and um, it might not be bad to think of it like that. Yeah. Where where it's like... I love it. This They're almost like the secret town council. Basically. Yeah. And you remember in Save the Boy where those three people meet in the hallway? Yes, yes. It's kind yes. of like that. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. That's basically the... That's no, basically I like the it. Theme. I like it for sure. And but speaking of Save the Boy, everything that we've done, I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show. Maybe have we? I don't know. We've mentioned it. We might have mentioned Still a great script that needs to be finished because it really won't be that hard to shoot. No, it was just it was so so. I'll tell you my my list yeah. of things is artificial. Yeah. Then the couple, couple. Then save the boy. Those are my. Just stop right there. Just stop there. Yeah. Save the boy. I, I know there's lots to do, yeah. but uh, those are my three three scripts that I'm trying to that I'm trying to get through. Yeah, that's. And cool. I, do you know what? I, so, 
my video work. Yes. I sent off one of the, so I have three projects left. I sent one of them off today. The other one is like on the cusp of being done. And the other one's like 50% done. Mm -hmm. And I sent the one off today and I sent the invoice. So that's done. Because cool. I am hoping that I can do three days a week video marketing mm -hmm. and two days dedicated to children, family, yeah. children and script writing. And script writing on the other three days. Wait, what about the other two days? What do you mean the other two days? Like the, holiday, the weekend? Yeah. Then, then, then you actually, that's, that's full-time kid, kid. Yeah. Kid that's full-time kid stuff. But like two days, if fit I some, fit some lifetime in there. No, the lifetime happens all the time. <laughs> Good man. But I'd like those, <laughs> I'd like those two days to be dedicated to filmmaking. Mm. That's my goal. Cool. Okay. Your TV show idea. Yeah. And you know what? <clears throat> A little bit of this, I mean, so our buddy, Mike who wrote uh, first draft of Quorum, yep. wrote Postman. He's about to write uh, the next draft of Postman. Uh, I, 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 you know what? The other day, no, no kidding, uh, somebody reached out to me and they were like, how's Postman going? And uh, I did actually, no jokes, two, two days ago, three days ago, I reached out to Mike and just asked him what he's up to, how he's feeling about how he would feel about taking another crack at Postman and seeing if, if he, if he could, uh, rewrite. But now, now my, my thought there was we could do a couple different things. Um, my thought was we sit down over a bunch of beers and talk about how we would make it much smaller. Yeah, so and, and I threw out, like, in, in my, my message to him, I threw out a bunch of thoughts. I, I was like, you know, let's, I was like, you know, we got to figure out a way to no more crashing through barns with cars, no more, you know, billion bullet holes and explosions, no more helicopters. Yeah. Let's just tighten it up, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, I threw, I threw it out there, but we could, we could spend some good time brainstorming and, and, um, Having having a fun time thinking about how we could shrink it down. Yeah. Um, what the what I'd love to talk about is like the boundaries that we have mm -hmm, in terms mm -hmm. of like the like we're like like just what you essentially, said. Like, like essentially, we can't have a helicopter. No, everything we, that you write. Yeah, we have to be able to do ourselves. Correct. And we can do the little spy stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. do like little computer screens and little fancy gadgets. We can get those made and stuff, yeah. you know, but we can't do big explosions really. Right. We can't drive through walls or, or anything. maybe we can, but we should try to not, right? Yeah. And when we write it. And if we're going to drive through a wall, we got one. <laughs> right. We, we got, got one, one wall. Set up all the cam yeah. all the camera. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and by the way, like, by the way, we're driving. We got a cam once. we got a camera phone, like a, a Samsung. <laughs> I don't know. Like an LG piece yeah. of shit. Anyways, but anyway, so I, I I threw it out there, and um, he said he said he would think about it. Um, so I'll talk to him again. He, where he's his head's been at recently, which is really cool, is um, uh, you know, he likes to write very. Novelistic. Novelistic. And and so he's actually been talking about um, writing a novel. As he should. As he should, for he sure. Should, he, look, he should have started long ago. Well, whatever. But anyways, we, we so we Come actually on. we actually talked about on, what he will write. 
Yeah. Um, and we actually took one of the TV show concepts that we had. And cool. uh, and he's thinking about turning it into a, a series of novels. Nice. Because Because the discussion that we had the other day was... Um, the thing about a, the cool thing about a novel is that you write it and you make it great and you enjoy it and then you know what these days you can put it out there. Oh, easy, easy, right? easy. You if can you self-publish in oh. a PDF format with a great thing right on Amazon. Boom. So away and you if go. people enjoy it, yeah, right. So Just get a designer to design your really spiffy cover. Right. So, anyways, yeah. it was a discussion we kind of ran through and. Um, and uh, if people want to get excited about it, no, I'm not even going to say cool. because the minute That's I really cool. sell you the title, then you're going to you're going to steal it and make a billion dollars. So I'm going to leave that for Mike. <laughs> but anyways, um, but I, I did I did reach out to him and and, um, and and you know we'll see we'll see what he what he what he thinks. And nice. I, I'm I'm very interested in uh, taking a crack at Postman. I think that um, the market, I think, is really ready. For the postman, I'll say that it's always ready for the postman. Yeah, it postman's really. Postman's just a fun. It's movie. It's just so much fun. It's just fun. And um, so, anyways, I think I think uh, it's time to see if we can bring it, bring it in, rein it in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if somebody's not going to give us a million dollars to make it, then we'll make it ourselves. Fucking make man. our own million dollars. Yeah, man. Everybody loves the idea. And uh, anyways, make five thousand dollars. Oh my god! Please. Yeah. So. Okay, hit me That's with your, where we're at. So, with your short film. So then. the short film idea, and again, this I was just kind of bringing up Mike, and, then, short I, film, and then I sorry. went a rant on a rant. No, my TV idea. TV show. Um, I'm a guy that likes to talk. Full stop. Full stop. And, uh, you know, as you know, uh, Mike and I, I mean, for years and years, we've been talking about everything under the sun, coming up with movie ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we, we, we would drive around in the car and we would talk about um, you know, wh- what's the best stuff to put in your, you know, escape kit? And like, if you had to build a fallout shelter, how would you do that? And, you know, if, where would you even go if the shit hit the fan? And remember, remember back in the day when, um, this was, I want to say like, not 10 years ago, but close to when, remember when like Venezuela or somebody like that had like an economic crisis, like major meltdown yeah. and, uh, and people were like, you know, going into full-on, like, looting and craziness. Anyways, during that time, we were like, well, what would happen if that happened here, mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> anyways, collapse. The economic collapse, right? Yeah. Now, a lot of people do zombie movies, right? All of a sudden, there's a zombie outbreak, and you got to get your machete and grab your, you know, bottles of water and head off into the forest or whatever. Or people do... Um, you know, nuclear holocaust and like everybody's dead and there's like a lone survivor or whatever. But, um, you know, the, the kind of, th- the, the, the thing that always um, intrigued me and the thing that Mike and I have argued about and talked about ad nauseum is um, you go, okay, when the shit hits the fan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overtake a apartment building or a parking garage or whatever and I'm gonna, fortify it and we're gonna we're not gonna let anybody in and we're gonna go out on raids and we're gonna get food and some weapons and you know the people that know how to make bullets are gonna be the kings of the new world or whatever and and but the thing is is that at some point with the interesting thing to me is that there has to be a moment when a rational dude like a a, a, a working stiff a joe schmo right a, a me um, decides that the law no longer applies. 
right? There's got to be a moment where, and mm -hmm. it probably comes slightly before other people start killing people, mm -hmm. right? Like when people are killing people left, right, and center, and explosions or planes are falling out of the sky, and sh that's easy. Then you know the shit's going down. And but what if? What about when like the Dow falls three hundred percent or whatever? I don't even know how the Dow works. But what? What about like when things start to go really bad and people are pulling their their ambassadors out of the other people's countries? And what? What about when you start to see those things in the news? And you know, I mean, where we are today. I mean, I'm going to talk about. it. I'm not really going to talk about it. But Trump and what's his face are at each other with their threats of nuclear war like when you see things like that at what point does a normal human being say it's time to start being prepared to not be in a big city mm -hmm. and so my tv shows is idea concept is around a guy and his family who are scared mm -hmm. you know things are happening in the world nothing crazy no zombie outbreak just stuff it's always it's always bad news on tv and it's always people clashing and it's world leaders that are fighting and it's things that are going on. And the the people are like, we should be prepared with a bug out bag, mm -hmm. right? And we should we should have a, a knapsack with a, a liter of water and a, a an iodine tablet and a, a you know, a, a meal ready to eat and an extra sweater and a hundred dollars. You know? Yeah. And and so the idea is that um, at some point, something happens where the, with this family, they've been talking about this idea of getting away mm -hmm. in the eventuality that something happens. And they prep a little bit, kind of like disaster preppers, sort of. And then something happens where they've met their trigger. They've always, just, they've always said, we've got this place way out in the country or this is where we would go if the shit hit the fan. So they have a fallout shelter. They have a plan. No, they don't even have a fallout shelter. They just have a plan, mm -hmm. right? And um, and they're like, when these events happen, we're gonna go, mm -hmm. right? We're gonna we're gonna leave our jobs, right? We have jobs. We're gonna we're gonna leave our jobs and we're gonna tell our bosses we're going on vacation, and we're gonna leave, and we're gonna go mm -hmm. somewhere, right? Because again, at some point, and it's not definite. It's not definite. But again, if you wait for definite, your family's in danger. If you wait for the planes falling out of the sky and the nuclear weapons happening and the mm. and the riots in the streets, it's too late. So the, these this family's like we're gonna go before it's too late. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is this family goes out into the middle of nowhere and does you know this abandoned house or maybe they buy a piece of property out in the middle of nowhere or something like that. And they bought maybe they bought it years ago or maybe they've kept it in the family or who knows what. Mm -hmm. And they go out there and they little house on the prairie. At, while the world's falling apart around them. Yeah. And they don't know that it's happening. They don't know that they made the right decision. Right? For so, a while. For a while. And then eventually <coughs> and then eventually it would become very evident later on. But the that idea they made is, a mistake. No, no, that they And made, now they need to find a job. <laughs> and, and you could go that. Do you remember no, because you know do you remember the movie Blast from Our Past? No. Oh my god. Good stuff. It's got his Brendan Fraser in it. Yes, yes, yes. I want to say the fallout shelter. Yes, and they go down into the fallout shelter, and they and come up like back. thirty years <laughs> yeah. later, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen, right? That's right. So, uh, anyway, so no, no. But this will be the reverse of that. It did happen. They made the right decision. Yeah. And uh, but there will be a lot of tension. There will be a lot of like, 
how do you even know I'm like oh, I yeah. I I can't use my you know my phone anymore and my I can't see my friends. Oh, the teenage girl would need to get punched in the face oh, a couple God. times. One hundred percent. But then it turns out that dad was right. Mom and dad were right. They moved them out into the little house on the prairie. Oh, mom was right and dad, you True. know, because that's good tension right there. Yeah. If there's only one person who's like, we have to do this right now, and everybody else is pushing back. Like, you remember when you were watching Breaking Bad? You remember how much you hate Skylar? Yeah. Imagine if Skylar was the one that was right the whole time. <laughs> and you're like, at the end of the day, you got to be like, shit. That bitch really knew what she, she knew was some talking shit. About. Anyways, so that's the idea, and and I uh, obviously yeah. I don't have it flushed out, but the idea is this family goes out into the middle of nowhere. They got to survive. They got to mm -hmm. build. They got to, you know, go into town and secretly get stuff. And yeah, it's, it's it, you know what I kind of like it's it. It's almost to, like a slow motion apocalypse. Like a walking, like a Walking Dead, with zero zombies. There you go. Full stop. Cool. You, you, the way the cadence of the sentence went is that you were going to say, gonna more, say more. But then I decided to but stop you were it right like, there. Yeah. The Walking Dead with no zombies. Cool. Anyways, I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. The Walking Dead with no zombies. <laughs> Don't ever sell it to anyone that way. <laughs> the Walking Dead, but like way <laughs> less excitement. Yeah. Like no, no, none of the stuff that makes it really fucking cool. Like the water world with no water. water. Yeah. Okay, and there and everybody'd be like, "Oh, the water world, but not quite water world." Good call. Let's do that because yeah. the water world apparently was garbage. I loved the water. I world. loved it as well. I'll never forget the scene where he jumps into the water and he starts splashing around behind the yacht. Then this giant fish comes and eats him, and then he shoots it from the inside with a shotgun. <laughs> Amazing. Blew loved, my mind. I loved his boat. Yeah. His boat makes Water me... Waterworld was awesome. I don't know why it didn't do well. Why do, why do people Kev, hate Waterworld? Kevin Costner went through like a little dip there because I loved Postman and mm -hmm. I loved Waterworld. I loved both those movies. The, the, the guy that was in... The bad guy in Postman, the yeah. Postman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, the, uh, was with Nicolas Cage in Gone in 60 Seconds. Do you remember? Uh-huh. Oh, I love that guy. Can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I know the one. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Postman, do you know, when I watched it again... The inciting incident. So the thing that happens that spurs the whole movie on. When he gets cold? When the hero cannot turn away. You oh, know what I mean? The okay. hero cannot change his destiny. It's like he gets captured from the army, but then he escapes. And it's like... It, that thing only happens like far Wait. in the movie. You're like sitting there watching. You're like, when is the hero going to be propelled onto his mission mm -hmm. and it is really long now incidentally it's really long on minority report as well which is steven spielberg and i was shocked i was like the point at which tom cruise can no longer turn back that thing that happens which propels him into the adventure it happens really late it's like 30 minutes into the movie mm -hmm. which is like it's still a great movie. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, Minority Report. Okay, movie idea. I just wanted to throw this out to you. Is there a movie about Vermeer Ridge? The Canadians taking Vermeer Ridge? No, there isn't. What the fuck? So, so, did I not talk to you about Vermeer Ridge like 14 times already? No, probably yes. not 14 because we've only done 13 episodes. No, but I've talked to you about it a bunch of times prior to this. Remember we, we, were, remember we sat at the bar with Drunky McDrunkerson. Yes, I remember that person. Yeah. Do you remember who I'm talking about? No. Remember we were, we were at the bar having a meeting, 
and uh, oh, your drunk friend came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the thing about the thing about Vimy Ridge is that a it's it is it does have a, a pretty famous documentary about it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so because the Vimy Ridge recently had a big anniversary in Canada, yeah, yeah, like put the out one a big f- thing, you know, Canada one fifty. Yeah. So no, yeah. I, so far as I know, it doesn't. And and you know what, the story of Vimy Ridge is crazy. Yeah. Like the story of of the the Canadian soldiers walking just behind the bombs dropping. Do you, do you know this? No. It is fucked. It's fucked up. Like. What they did was, um, and I listened to like, I want to say Hardcore History or something like that, some yeah, crazy yeah, podcast. Yeah. But um, so I, you know, no, nobody's going to be able to see this, but they had these crazy bunkers or, or these like um, uh, shelters and stuff and whatever. Anyways, the um, they practiced getting the their bombs to drop exactly Just- right. Okay, so, so that they, the soldiers they, could walk right behind right the behind line the of bombs. bombs, and so what would happen is, oh, those poor soldiers. Th- th- yeah, but they they practice they, they at this particular fight, uh, battle, the the people that were dropping the bombs were were um, accurate to like feet. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly where their bombs were going to go, and they would keep dropping bombs like this. You know, one line, one line, one line like this. And the soldiers would be walking right in the line behind the bombs. And so what would happen is they would bomb the shit out of this this um, bunker. And they had these really crazy new bunker buster bombs or whatever that would, like, blow right through these huge things. Mm-hmm. And by the time the, the guys were, like, waking up or getting their wits about them, the army was right there. And they had pow, never, pow, pow. right, they had never done that before. Yeah. And so these Canadian soldiers were like the bravest motherfuckers on the planet. Well, this is just it. Like Vimy Ridge, the story yeah. that I learned about Vimy Ridge was that it was like everybody tried to take this fucking ridge. Right. And no one could do it. And the Canadians came in there and they fucking did it. Yeah. And that is inspirational. And yeah. that should be, that will take Dunkirk and that'll fucking. Yeah. Hammer Dunkirk with a fucking... So have you seen Dunkirk? No, I have not. Okay. Okay, good. Bad. Five out of ten. Dunkirk was a beautiful thing. And I, and it's very hard for me to... Let... That's right. You were not so impressed with it. It's Well, it's not that I wasn't impressed. It's very hard for me to be like, Dunkirk was shit. It wasn't shit. It was amazing. But... I don't know. It was just... Did I don't know ex- what I was expecting. You expected more. I was. I expected more. And I think... Than just a regular movie. Yeah. From Christopher Nolan. And it wasn't even a regular movie. It was amazing. But the thing... The, I think the story of Dunkirk is very basic. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, it's a true story. You know? But... People got fucked. Boats came and saved them. Right. But there was really no war. It was just... Mm. It was just guys that were advancing and they were on the beach and they were getting shot up. And then, you know, boats came and, like you said, mm-hmm. saved them. And, and, you know, planes, you know, stopped people from getting shot and blah blah yeah, blah yeah. but it but it was very very just generic now the way he did it was really really great and and the, char- the characters were very basic everything was very basic it was just a story that and i'm just i'm so sure that, i'm sure that people are gonna be like you're a fucking idiot which is fine but i don't know i just was like i got out of that movie going okay 
Mm-hmm. Like that was a that was a cool retelling of a, like a piece of history. Yeah. Um, but it didn't did not blow me away. Like, um, I will the, say what's his face that I really like Tom mm-hmm. Hardy. Yeah. Um, I really like Tom Hardy. I think he's I think he's a great actor. I think he's a genius. And I mean, I know he didn't talk in Bane, and I know in Lawless, which I loved, he did the same thing. He grabbed his sweater and he, you know, he didn't say much. So awesome. But I just I love Tom Hardy. But in this movie, he wore a. Um, uh, plain uh, and like a uh, like a pilot's air mask or whatever you call those things from those the, the so that they c- he could breathe in low air pressure and um, really he just like checked his fuel gauge and shot yeah. some planes and so I will say that w- what I think happens I think I think you should watch it yeah and then I think that you should tell our audience that I'm an idiot okay if possible no I I will I will because because I do this is what happens to me frequently is because um, there's things that I love like like Atomic Blonde okay yeah. I loved Atomic Blonde and then all I hear is negative things on the internet yeah. oh blah 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 it's sexist it's only made for guys blah 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 and so the other day I said um, yeah I love movies that are made specifically for me you know but um, and, you know uh, and to which my friend was like I don't understand what you're saying but anyways um so, but, but, you know, you see everybody shit on Atomic Blonde and I loved it and everybody loved Dunkirk and it's amazing and it's a masterpiece. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was like, it was a masterpiece, I guess. But like Saving Private Ryan was a war movie that blows you away. Yes. And, and when you saw it, you know, it's not always action packed, but the action packed is actiony and the characters are amazing and you, you care and you, mm. you love these guys. I didn't love anybody in Dunkirk. Okay. I thought a couple of the characters were funny and cool, but... So, I'll, I will tell you a story. Quickly. Okay. I, um, when, the first time I went to watch No Country for Old Men, mm. I thought it was a pile of horseshit. Mm-hmm. I was like, this movie is fucking garbage. But when I sat down and spoke to some people about it, and I, and I, and I kind of understood a little bit more about the way that it was constructed and the way that it was built. And it was built as a traditional Western. And when you take a traditional Western and you move it into a con- into a contemporary context, that traditional Western, the guy who is normally the good guy becomes the bad guy. And that shows how far things have come and how much things have changed, right? Because the guy that walks in out of town who never really speaks, who, you know, mm-hmm. who just kills the bad guys... That in, in a Western movie, that's the good guy. Mm-hmm. But in No Country for Old Men, and their whole theme is about how things have changed and the old guys don't have their place in the world anymore. That's the opposite. Like that guy that wanders into town, the mysterious man, he is the bad, bad, bad guy. And once, once I can't, because I missed it, right? So sometimes you can miss something. You it's can miss possible. the genius of the movie. It's very possible. I did think No Country for Old Men was a genius movie right from the get-go. You did? Yeah. Why? A couple of things. I realized probably at about 20 minutes in that I heard, hadn't heard any music yet. Yeah. Well and, done. Um, I didn't notice that until the end. Until the credits. I was like, there's no music in this I, movie. I noticed it early on and I was like, I was like, huh, I'm not noticing any score. Yeah. Which which was weird for me, and uh, and and I loved Javier Bardem. I fucking loved that guy. Yeah, his like very cold, cold self. Like he yeah. was just a a monster, and yeah. I liked him exactly. 
and uh, I liked his character. And it the movie, kind of like how we've had this discussion before. I really like Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, like, lots of people love Quentin for different reasons. I like him because he makes me feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? He does this uncomfortable thing that the, I like. The uncomfortable length. Uncomfortable length. Yeah. With No Country for Old Men, the I think it was the music. I think it was the silence. And I think it was the way that they spent a little too much time on things. And the, the, the characters were very just, like, um, silent. Mm-hmm. Um, it creeped me out. Mm-hmm. Right from the get go, and I loved it. It made it pulled me right in, and uh, anyways, that that I loved. Yeah, so fantastic. I uh, but my point being that I will watch Dunkirk, and maybe maybe I will see something that you and maybe I should watch it again. Yeah, maybe. I mean, for sure. Anyways, okay. So what are we on to now? We are on are to we done? writing software. Okay, let's talk quickly about writing software. Yeah, just quickly. What do you use? What do I use? What should, you know, what uh, should people use? I want to hear, so, I, I'm. A, uh, what do you use, first of all, to I write? I use Final Draft. Use Final Draft. What yeah. version of Final Draft? I think I'm I'm back with, like, eight. Okay. But, um, but I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what needs to change other than becoming an online you know what i mean uh-huh. becoming collaborative like i don't know i use eight and it's good it's fine so i'll tell you i used to use final draft i used final draft four way, way back. back um and i and at the time i'm trying to think of what were some of the there's movie magic screenwriter which i always wanted to try to get for free and i never did do you ever, yeah. you ever try movie magic? No, I just I just heard that Final Draft was industry standard, mm-hmm. so I paid. And for, just I just it. paid for that. I didn't pay for it. I had like a ripped copy of Final Draft Four way back in the day, and the the one and thing coming that, to get you the sirens probably. Now I tried your Final Draft here, yeah. and um, the one thing that I noticed between Final Draft Four that I used in 1987. And Final Draft, whatever it is now, eight now. And I'm, and I'm just, sure, I'm just I'm joking sure about. I'm, sure I'm twelve. No. I'm joking about 1987. I, I, I think it was like 1999 or whatever. But the 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 the, the crazy differences um, between then and now are nothing. In like from what I could tell, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. It looks like a program that was written in 1987. It looks just like garbage. That's all I'm saying. Now it's the industry standard. So like you press the buttons in the right order and they do the right things and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. what you're used to. So you're yeah. like the shortcut keys are the key. Yeah. Um, so so I I got into, um, when I started again, I got into using this tool called Celtics. Mm-hmm. Now at first when I started using it again, it was totally free. Everything was free and they kept building and building and building. It was amazing. And... Um, the, the couple things I liked about Celtics right off the bat were number one, it was collaborative. Mm-hmm. So it was online. Well, no, it was you had a desktop client, but everything that you did stored online. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you could have people that shared or whatever. You could write different versions of script at the same time, and it like synced the changes, and you knew who did what, and all this kind of stuff. But the other neat thing was they gave you all these other tools for free right away. So like. My favorite thing became the catalog. So like you would write a character as an example. So obviously 
every time there was dialogue, you knew the character was in that scene, right? But you could also do a thing where you could go to each scene and you could say the other characters that were in that scene because sometimes other important characters will be in a scene but they don't have any dialogue, mm-hmm. right? So you can mention that they're in that scene. So as a um, you know producer or AD or whatever, right, you want to do your script breakdowns, um, Celtics become became crazy good at that, in my opinion. So you would go, you'd walk through your script and you would basically lay out all the different pieces of the puzzle. So you would go, here's the locations. Mm-hmm. Here's the characters that are in each script. And then you'd go to the catalog and it would go, um, here's the locations in the movie and here's how many scenes and how many pages each location has. Mm-hmm. So you would know, and here's the times when it was in the daytime and the nighttime according to your Mm-hmm. So it kind of helps you with scheduling, right? With the next pro- with the next step of the process. Yeah, and so you could spend a lot of time going like, I need extras in this scene. I need a car in the scene. Mm-hmm. These are the these are the costumes that I'm going to use in this scene, this yeah. scene, this scene, and it would break it all down for you. Um, and it did things like um, the cue cards, right? Mm-hmm. So you could write your script in cue cards, and you could move them all around, and then when you hit go, it would like push them into a script. And each scene, each cue card would become a scene in the order yeah. that you put them in and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I just, I love Celtics. Now they've moved into like a paid model um, where you can still use, you can still do all your script writing for free mm-hmm. and you can still share for free and collaborate. But all these extra tools and things like that uh, is yeah. paid for. The thing I don't like about Celtics now, today, is that they've removed the desktop app. So everything's online, which means yeah. you need Wi-Fi. So you can't go and if sit. You want to write script. Yeah. Can't go sit in the middle of the forest and right. write your script. You know. Yeah. And I feel so, like you should be able to write your script where the mood strikes you. Yeah. So I think in the newer versions of Final Draft, you'll probably find that a lot of the tools are the same. Mm-hmm. I don't like. It's it's like I think it's like arguing about editing software. Mm-hmm. They all do basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I do think like the cue card thing is definitely in Final Draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't even tampered with the newer versions, and the newer versions are definitely going to move to a collaborative online presence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's going right? it, to yeah, it's it's the future. If they haven't done it, they're being stupid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, but I will say it's kind of like when people argue about um, non-linear editors, like they're looking at Premiere and they're looking at Sony Vegas and they're mm-hmm. looking at uh, Avid or whatever. It's like yeah, but. The, t- the primary tools you, you need the same thing. are cut, paste, <laughs> fade. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you can make a movie. Or, and then, you, you know, you change Strobe. the audio, audio, the audio levels, you know, and away yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically all you need. Now, screen, uh, what's uh, ScreenCraft? ScreenCraft.org? Mm-hmm. The, the guys They're that pushing do- a new piece of software. Writer's Duet, yeah. I think. I downloaded it and I tried it. And I didn't like it. Didn't dig it? But I think that you would. Because I think that it's designed after Final Draft. Yeah. Um, and it, it just, I didn't I didn't dig it. Because again, when I buy a piece of software, I want it to look, I know it sounds stupid, but I want mm. it to look Good. like it comes from the 2000s. Yeah, you want it to look fresh now. It, I don't want it to look like a typewriter. Nah. You know? Although I'd wow, love to, I'd love to write the nostalgia of like guys who used to write screenplays on a typewriter. I know. I know. All right. So, so, so uh, you know, you guys that are listening, uh, uh, aspiring writers, um, try different softwares out. Ping us. Well, Celtics is free. I so mean, go it, with that. Final, it is draft, free. Final Draft is not free. So you have to pay for that. Okay. So try, try Celtics. Something for free. 
Try Celtics, and then uh, I mean, final draft. The thing is, if you buy a final draft, you will you have the industry standard. I'm not gonna lie. I think Celtics is also the industry standard. Like I think when you print them out, they are built in the standard. No. That is, you don't think so? No. You think, think somebody think, would? You think somebody like? I think a, if you a, if you took a tally, yeah. If you took a tally of what people are writing in, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, you think oh. if a script if a script writer reads something that comes out of Celtics, no, they're they going like, to be able to tell. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to tell. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So use the free one. Yeah, use the free one, but final draft is better. I do want to. I do want to check out Final Draft only because if I got to pay for something, I might as well take a look at all the options. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, you know what? That show was a lot longer, probably because we fought over uh, our AI for so long. Mm-hmm, we did. But uh, we'll see who's gonna come out on top. And obviously, it's gonna. Yeah, be- you just padded your bets. You were basically like, "Hey Google, listen to what I'm saying. Save me when the apocalypse comes. Kill this guy." I'm not saving my bets. What I truly believe. I'm not kill this guy, but I'm just saying. Just saying, put him in a machine. I'm just saying, I, I know where the new robot overlords are going to be, and uh, I'm cool with it. So, with that said, Adrian's <laughs> like, you're such a dick. You are such an ass luck. All right. A um, uh, couple couple weeks, we're going to, we're uh, he's going to have way more of a, a, an update on artificial than I will on Quorum, but I'll, I'll be closer, and uh, and so get ready for get ready for that. And, and uh, I think, I mean, gosh, in the next two to three episodes we're probably going to be closer to having a short film uh, uh at least we're going to be we're going to be shooting we're going to be having fun again and uh, yeah. so people get to hear that maybe we'll we'll bring some of the cast and crew into we'll have a special uh while we're filming podcast it's gonna be exciting wow, we're filming something like an a cool so anyways guys thanks for sticking with us this one took longer than i thought how long did we go one hour almost 40. two hours um, but we kept it under two, so you know we're we're getting better and better at this all the time. No, we're not. No, we're we not. just got worse. <laughs> we did get worse. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm Adrian Constant. Jason Green. Work hard. <laughs> Fuck. And dream big. But more importantly, Cancel. more importantly, Cancel. dream big first, and then, then work hard. There second. you go. That's how you do it. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Thanks for listening to the Fable Forest Films podcast. First frames first. Yes. First frames first. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.